Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of The Chinwag with me, Tofty, and we've got Woody here as normal. Well, hello, everyone. And our special guest today, we had one sing um, a few months ago, and now we have the other sings. We've got a full song. Um, we have... <laughs> That like makes no sense. Of all the sing-based jokes out there, Susanna. That was like such a dad joke. Um, We've got Amy Sing. (laughs) Welcome, Amy. Hi, everyone. (laughs) What an intro. Do you want to introduce yourself a bit, who you are, what you do, and like how long you've been at Whitcomb, maybe, if you can remember? Sure. Um, Yeah, I'm Amy. Um, I am a pharmacist at the RUH. Um, so I studied pharmacy at Bath and then I went to London for a year and then I came back after I finished my training. So I've been at Wickham for about, I don't even know, two, nearly two years. I think probably two years in August. So that's a long time. I mean, not not very long compared to a lot of people, but it seems like a shorter time than that. Yeah, it's when you meet people who be like, yeah, I've been at Wickham for 40, 50 years. It's like, okay. <laughs> I can't comprehend that. I've been working at the hospital during COVID and the last few months, has it been been better? It's definitely been better. I think from sort of a pharmacy point of view, it probably wasn't as, during sort of the first and second wave, it probably wasn't as manic, especially for the more junior pharmacists who don't really get involved in high up decision making and things. So it wasn't as bad for us as like doctors and nurses, I don't think. It's been a bit more busy with sort of the vaccine centres and stuff. We're Mm -hmm. kind of involved in that. But I think we're all just used to it now you know masks are here to stay I think so it feels like it's a bit back to normal which is nice so Amy you say you're a pharmacist now there are lots of annoying people in the world like me who will always make the joke that pharmacy is just putting pills in a <laughs> bottle so why don't you actually enlighten us what does the pharmacist do on their their day-to-day basis what do I do okay so I mean a lot of things I'm a rotational pharmacist so because I've only been qualified for just under two years so I spend sort of three months in different areas that I get to know what kind of goes on on different kinds of wards and things like that so I have I'm responsible for awards at the moment I'm covering the acute stroke unit so patients who are admitted with a stroke obviously um, and so my responsibility on <laughs> responsibility on the ward is essentially I do lots of things so I take medication history so I make sure that patients are prescribed all the medications that they usually take and that it's all okay and then I review the drug chart to check that all the medications that are prescribed are safe for that patient there's no interactions and it's all good basically and then I guess I supply medications so I make sure they're all available I think about is is this actually can we actually give this to the patient can they swallow all that kind of stuff and I sort out discharges and I counsel patients on new medications so that's basically what I do but then I also have other responsibilities so I'm currently in dispensary so I check like all the controlled drugs like all the opiates and you know stuff that has to be ordered in special ways things like that so it's really busy and it's a really good job I love it so that's basically what I do but there's loads of other things so like aseptics which is where we prepare all like the chemotherapy and you have to like gown up all these weird like like a hazmat suit basically (laughs) So yeah, lots of different things, and it's good. So would recommend. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sound really stressful though. Like you mentioned before, how it's a really 
yeah busy and can be really stressful like do you worry about you know well I guess you're used used to it now but what if you know this isn't the right medication or you know there's a reaction or I prescribe the wrong thing like are you someone that worries or can you just kind of like get on with it and Um, not worry about it later yeah like so when I started I I feel like I was really worried all the time I was like is this even the right dose of paracetamol which you know everyone knows everyone knows what the right dose of paracetamol is but I think because I'm the one signing off and saying like this is okay it is a bit stressful but it's usually okay I think the most stressful thing is being on call so I was on call this week and obviously if it's the middle of the night and you don't know what to do and there's no one to call that can be a bit stressful but usually it's okay and some nice pharmacists will pick up the phone at like three o'clock in the morning if you <laughs> have no idea what you're doing so it's usually okay <laughs> so this week I had one where it was a patient with something called HL8 I can't remember what it stands for something really long it's a like a hematological condition where your body basically has like a super inflammatory response to something like an infection and so it starts like attacking itself and they needed this medication which wouldn't be stored anywhere in the hospital because you don't really use it that much and we actually have like a we have a robot in the pharmacy and we have a laptop when you're on call so you can remotely dispense something so you don't have to go in but unfortunately this medication is kept in the fridge so I had to go in and supply that that's the kind of thing that mm. you would be going on call mm. it's good but a bit stressful because no one's double checking that you picked out the right thing so you just have to hope <laughs> that you did it correctly at like one o'clock in the morning or whatever it is when you're de-stressing yourself Amy and relaxing talk us through what do you get up to what do I do um I like to read so I read a lot of books not as much as I used to because I don't have as much time I like to read and it's been really good to be going back to church on Sundays like and actually being there and seeing people it's just so nice I always thought I was an introvert and I think I kind of am but I didn't realize I think how important it is for me and just like for people generally to actually see people and talk to people. It's been just so nice to actually be able to have conversations with people face to face. It's been amazing. And like going for lunch after church with friends in the sun, which has been so nice. What kind of books do you like to read most? Um, Pretty much everything, to be honest. So I've been reading a book called J Curve. I think Roger recommended it once in church in his it's the I think the subtitle is Dying and Rising with Jesus in Everyday Life is pretty good. It has lots of cool diagrams in, so it's it's quite fun to read. And then I've also been reading, so I'm a member of the Classical Association, which is like a it exists to promote the study of classics and like public engagement with the study of classics. So I have one of their journals and this edition is all about a myth- Greek mythological character called Medea who basically shows up in, in several ancient texts. And so I decided, well, I'll read the actual texts before I read these like papers talking about it. So I've been reading a play called Medea by Euripides. It's a bit it's a bit gruesome, to be honest. The ancient Greeks were a bit, a bit I don't know what the word is. I don't know, there's just lots of like murder and betrayal. And it was quite dramatic, but I'd like to see it actually performed in person. So that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Lots of murder and betrayal. They sound similar to the um, the transformed guys. Like whenever we do a creative based exercise yep. in the transformed, murder always finds its way in there. Everybody. Although saying that, we did um we were recording this on Saturday, and last night at Transform we did painting, and I don't think I saw a single painting which involved death. So that was that was nice. 
Yeah, we had a really, this is like a tangent now, but we had a really interesting game at T2 that really organised, where it was like an improvised <laughs> acting game. So like, we had five people at the front, and then we were given a theme. One of the themes was Trump, which was, is never going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the person in charge will point to someone and they had to have to improvise and start telling a story and acting out a story or around this topic and then he'll point to someone else and then they have to carry it on and you, if you stutter or freeze or repeat yourself too much then everyone shouts die and then you have to just like, die and leave the game we should probably ask amy what is it like being married to Vinny? how do you manage the chaos chaotic. i don't think i think i'm actually probably quite chaotic in my own way so <laughs> i guess i think I'm quite a tidy person. I think that's probably one of the biggest differences that we have. So that can lead to some <laughs> tension, but it's it's good. Do you both take it in turns cooking? Yeah, I would say we're probably about 50-50 on cooking. We both have our kind of sort of separate things that we cook. So Vinny cooks basically like, he'll put curry and like uh, chilli and things like that. Whereas I I like to follow recipes, so... But I have my standard recipes that I tend to cook. <laughs> Not very. I inventive. thought you were going to say you had your own separate pots and pans in the kitchen, <laughs> and your shelf of the fridge, any <laughs> shelf of the fridge, like proper first year uni um, dynamic. <laughs> no. I'm going to ask Adam if he's taken Ross's advice and added more vegetables to his diet. Well, I think so, but I'm not sure. Whenever someone asks me what have I eaten, the answer is just peppers and onions. But I distinctly remember buying in the past couple of weeks some broccoli and some aubergines. And no, actually, I've today, even today, just before we did this podcast, I bought a cauliflower. So something's clearly working. What else did you yeah, eat with your a... um with your rice for lunch? In my rice, there no, was not in your tri- rice. Oh, <clears throat> oh, that's a very. I had a start. I have a weak spot for bags of chocolate they have in store that cost one pound. So I got a bag of Oreo bites and that was my starter. In my defense, I did not have breakfast. So it was just a very late breakfast, which happened to coincide with when lunch was. But I don't know if that works in your defense because not having breakfast and eating chocolate is not very good. (laughs) You need to eat breakfast. It's the best meal of the day. Well, I'm not the best, but... Oh, no, no. Dinner's the best. Lunch is the worst. Breakfast I don't, yeah, I don't like lunch either. It's such a redundant meal, you know. You're just trying to, like, fill it up with stuff which doesn't take away from your main meal at dinner. Yeah. Don't like well, lunch. you should eat more lunch, really, than dinner. I, I do. It doesn't I really said, matter, actually, as long as you eat, like, the required amount of food over a day. It doesn't matter you. Oh, yeah, we've left you out, Susanna. Uh, it's fine. I, I just went to Exeter on Saturday and saw some uni friends and went to my favourite spoons that I'd really missed. Because spoons here isn't really that impressive, is it? They're just one, I think, in Bath, and it's a bit manky. Whereas the, <laughs> the spoons in Exeter is, like, huge, and they have loads of outdoor seating on the field, and it's really great. Although the drinks took an hour and a half to arrive, and the food took, like, yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> And there, were loads make of, any like, sense, man. and there were loads of lads and I don't like lads there were loads of lads on the train behind me and they were like yeah let's go to the pub and I was like I do not I did not miss this sculpture <laughs> during Covid how many Weatherspoons does Exeter have? I think like three but what? the Imperial is the nicest one yeah they've got two in town I think I'm jealous I'm coveting thy neighbour's Weatherspoons did you say coveting? 
Coveting. Isn't that the word for him? <laughs> Just the way you I said that's it. the word. It's coveting, but coveting. I is, it co- is it coveting? Yeah. Maybe coveting is the American way. How do we segue? Should we just... You know, sometimes there's a nice natural puff through the forest. <laughs> Other times you have to cut oh, a few trees way. down, burn a few bushes <laughs> to make a puff. And I think this might be one of those occasions. So after that rather rough transition, <laughs> Amy, you've prepared a thought for the day for us. Why don't you take it away? Sure. So... In my sort of like signs in the morning, I often don't have time to. I mean, or just my my plan, my reading plan just goes out the window. It happens to all of us. So when that happens, I like to read a psalm. Um, I love the book of Psalms, and also obviously it's just good to read as quite standalone. And one of my favorite psalms is 107, and I've been reading that quite a lot this week. And it's a psalm that praises God's deliverance and steadfast love for his people. And it starts with the famous words, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In the psalm, there's sort of four pictures of redemption. Um, so we have people wandering in desert waits. They're hungry. They're looking for a city to dwell in. And we have people in darkness and the shadow of death, those who are fools through their sinful ways and their suffering affliction. And we have people in sits on the sea and there's storms and they're in terror. Um, and in each of these situations, the people cry to the Lord and he delivers them from their distress. He, in each time, he is always present and powerful to save. And in each picture, we see God delivering his people in a way that's specific to their situation. So those who are lost in a desert find a city to dwell in. Those who are in darkness and the shadow of death, God brings them out of that darkness and he breaks their bonds. He delivers them from destruction and he brings those on the sea into their desired haven. I think that's a really cool phrase I really like it and so as I read this psalm I'm just amazed by God's deliverance and redemption and in I think you know in this life we have distress and trials and troubles but God is always ready to hear our cries and ultimately this psalm points to our greatest redemption by the death of Christ on the cross for us I think you know this world can seem like a desert and we're wandering around we don't have a city to dwell in but we don't need to despair because he's already redeemed us and we will ultimately be delivered forever when Christ returns we will have a city to dwell in the new Jerusalem and he has brought us out of darkness he's destroyed the bonds of sin and death he's delivered us from destruction and he will bring us to our desired haven so I think you know with the psalmist we can thank the Lord for his steadfast love and meditate on his wondrous works sing songs of joy about his deeds and what he's done for us I love that psalm. I think I only like just kind of discovered it, I don't know, last year or something. I just hadn't come across it before, but it's so cool. And I think, yeah, something else that when I was reading it just then, like that strikes me is when sometimes he kind of brings disaster on the people so that they will then cry out because otherwise they wouldn't recognise their need as well. Yeah. And as you said, it's like he delivers them in unique ways according to each situation that they're in. Yeah, it's great. God delivering his people. Yeah, thank you, Amy. It's always good to be reminded of where Christ is in the Old Testament. One of the things I love about Whitcomb is how it's always coming back to Jesus and whatever passage we do, always come back to Jesus. So thank you for that, that thought for the day, which leaves us with about four minutes before the Zoom call cuts out to discuss recommendations. Amy, whilst you're still on the floor, why don't you talk us through, I think, two of your, you've got three recommendations, but you're only going to give two. I'm only allowed two, unfortunately. So <laughs> one of my recommendations is recommendations is Cummins Tea Shop, which some of you may have been to. I think it's probably still closed because pandemic. And it's a tea shop which I don't know what road it's on. I can't remember. So you're hard to <laughs> <it>. um, <laughs> And 
they have loads of single estate teas and they'll serve them in the appropriate like way according to which country it comes from so they do kind of the whole tea ceremony and it's just a really nice place to go would highly recommend the tea is great and also the food the dumplings are amazing so you should definitely get them and my other recommendation is a netflix show which Vinia and i have been watching and it's called the surgeon's cut it's a four-part docuseries and each episode is about an hour long and it focuses on a surgeon at kind of the top of their field and i would especially recommend the first episode which is a fetal medicine expert it's incredible would highly recommend those are some very sophisticated yeah. <laughs> options. Um, Susanna, can yours live up to that? Like... <laughs> Mine's just like a beverage that I bought from Co-op. <laughs> but it's so good because I really like mojitos and I haven't had one in ages. And then we were getting some, it was a hot day and me and Lizzie saw this drink and it's by Robinson's that do the like root shoots and things like that. But this is a bit more sophisticated. It's crushed lime and mint cordial that you be nice to take to like a dinner or like lunch at someone's house or something and you just like water it down and you can add some ice in it and it tastes kind of like a mojito but obviously without the alcohol but it's so refreshing on a hot day and i love it so i would recommend that that sounds really good cool how about you so my recommendation is a podcast called five minutes in church history and it's published by ligonier ministries and the way it works is each episode is quite literally a five minute podcast on some aspect of church history and i've only listened to the first five episodes i think maybe six but it's been something i've really enjoyed listening to whilst i'm brushing my teeth it just takes a random individual from church history so i think augustine's featured kelvin's featured jonathan edwards is featured and just spends five minutes talking about some random aspect of their ministry just a little thought to dwell on if you're looking for something meatier about church history this probably isn't the podcast for you but if you just want an initial introduction to some famous uh, historical figures from church history i would recommend trying this out and maybe you'll find someone who you want to uh, delve into it a bit or into a greater amount of detail so yeah we'll include that in in the email we had a period a period where we were very good at ending the podcast and then now we seem to be back in a cycle of help we're trapped <laughs> and we can't leave. Amy, do you want to end the podcast for us? I mean, what do I say, though? Okay, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I don't have a good ending. You're the host. Oh, she's, she's putting that one back. We've been joined by a cat. Here we go. Here's a way out. Is this Max or Hugo? Max, he's so annoying. He would have stayed. Yeah, you're the one who, <laughs> hang on, you're calling him annoying and you just picked him up off the floor. Just and force cuddling because he like he's just scratching my leg and like intensely meowing at me at least he's quiet now <laughs> well let's just try and brute force our way out of this podcast it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from max <laughs> i just put max before susanna and amy that's a bit bad isn't it <laughs> bye, you want to say bye amy oh, sorry i didn't even hear what susanna said so i was <laughs> and it's goodbye from me (laughs) 